Welcome to a podcast from Alive Church in Newark. We believe that the gospel changes lives, so we hope you're ready to hear from God, be challenged and inspired. Here's our speaker for today. Goody, good, good. Well, great to see you. It's Christmas time. Happy Christmas. Oh, come on. It's Christmas time. You sound like a resident in Saxel Beach. Do you know, it was a firework party last night and lighting up the tree. Not literally, they put lights on it and lit it that way. But uh, some, somebody got on the local Facebook site in Saxel Beach and condemned the celebrations. Made their dog bark. Well, another person got on. Somehow he left the window open. And could anybody please find his blue budgie because with the fireworks going off his budgie had flown off well you can't imagine the vitriolic response from the well-being people in Saxelby some telling him to Ike it get out of the village you can't believe it it's Christmas time it's joy a new donut shop opened in Lincoln have you heard about it was you one of the people in that queue at the start, shoving around and pushing for a donut? <laughs> it's Christmas time, joy de vive, happy Christmas. <laughs> you was there, weren't you? <laughs> but I just want to say thank you to all of those who were here at seven o'clock this morning to set up. Thank you to this fabulous worship team who've led us into God's presence this morning. Thank you to those who are serving tea and coffee. And the coffee is okay. It's really nice. Not quite, but it is. <laughs> and the tea bags are so luxuriant. They look nice. So why am I starting off like this? Well, I want to bring an order to this service this morning. Message from God for you. Answer. And uh, the fact about it is, I want, I want to bring something into this service this morning to start us off on the 1st of December and prepare us for what is to come. We're at a time of year to celebrate the birth of Jesus. God as man, Emmanuel, come to make a difference to life. Made a massive difference to my life. Made a massive difference to most of your lives. And so we've got a series uh, at Alive called The Royal Road. And this is for four weeks looking at different specific areas that were relevant to Jesus at the time and to us still today. If you've got your Bibles with you, turn with me please to Luke chapter 2 and I'm going to read from verses 1 to 7. In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that was a set that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. Just imagine that. Just try to picture that at this moment in time. We're happy clappy sitting here this morning. Some of us, after the service, might have to get in our cars and go 200 or 300 odd miles to London to register for census, if our government decided to do that. Or those from the Outer Hebrides might have to go to Scotland and get a boat across or catch the plane. And this is the enormity of what was taking place here. Sometimes, you know, we can flick over that and, and we miss the point. But the fact about it is this was tough cheese. This was really tough cheese time for Joseph and Mary. They were having to travel, as we read, from Nazareth to, to Bethlehem. 
So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Through this series, and uh, with no apologies from me, and I'm sure from any of the other speakers, on the emphasis that will be placed on Jesus, we, we want to outline some factors in this Christmas account. I've got to think about stories and accounts. Uh, I, I always believe stories are made up. Probably my thoughts, probably my wrong interpretation of what, what the uh, word story is. But with that, I'd rather look at the accounts of this Christmas time, the significance of it and its bearing upon our lives. So over the next four years, we're at four years, four weeks, we're going to look at Bethlehem today, Nazareth next week, Egypt the week after, and then Jerusalem. So here we are, Jesus, God as man. Didn't come to the Hilton Hotel, didn't come to a posh hospital or anything like that. There he came and he was born in a manger, which we're going to unpack as we go along. There was no room for him in the inn, there was no welcome. Isn't it nice when we get welcomed into church on a Sunday morning? I, I love your welcome team, you're brilliant. You come in, it's smiley face and uh, nice to see you and, and, and all that. It makes such a difference to be welcome. You know, I'm sure you, like me, have been in places sometimes where, where you've not been welcome. You, you feel a difference in the atmosphere. You feel a difference in, in, in the approach to you in your life. And thank God we have a warm welcome. But for Jesus, there was no welcome. So the journey under God's guidance be, began for Jesus. No hint of heavenly majesty or splendor. No, no significance to the situation of where he was seemingly. But there was great significance. When God does something, God does it well. And you may be in here this morning, you're thinking, well, where am I in life? What's going on in my life? Give your life to God. If we're Christians, let's believe it. Can I say that again? If we're Christians, let's believe it. We're in the midst of all this election shenanigans and all that. Well, whatever's going on, God remains God. And as Christians, we've got to live our life daily in that faith in a God who cares for us, who wants the best for us, yes, but wants to guide us if we will be obedient to God's way, which we find in Holy Scripture. I love the Bible. It means so much to me. Why? Because I can draw on it. Look, we've been nearly 40 years in ministry now. Hey, have you booked it in your diary, by the way? February the 8th. February the 8th. Can I just say it again? February the 8th. Uh, that's our celebration service for 40 years in ministry, and that will take place to live in, in Lincoln. And it would be great if you guys could come. Book a coach, have fish and chips on the way, and, uh, and, and come and see us. Come and see us on that night. It, it, it would be great. So uh, February 8th, let me not digress. So, so we read here uh, in, in verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. It's a solitary town. Bethlehem. But it was the birthplace of Joseph and also the birthplace of David. 
And we'll see that with this, there's so many aspects of that that, that fit together. When you start looking at the, the Christmas account, the Christmas story then of, of, of Jesus, we, we see so much of depth in detail that we skim over. Uh, we, we can look at it as, as kids and it's very exciting. But as we look at it as uh, adults, there are so many aspects of the Christmas story that are applicable to our life today. It, it, it's it's a, an illustration of how life can be hard but can be blessed. It's an illustration how the finances in life can be harsh and, and even non-existent, yet provision can come. It can be an illustration of life that in God's eyes, we all have an incredible value. Believe me, we are all equal in here. It doesn't matter what your bank account's about or how many ices you got stashed away. The thing about it is we are all equal. Why? Because we are valued with the life of Jesus Christ. And I love that. I love that aspect of life, that when we look at each other, there's nobody greater or less than anybody else. We are all equal in the eyes of God. And so we look at the Christmas story and we, and we can see there that the shepherds came, the poorest of the poor, they came to visit Jesus. The richest, the magi, the, those people with phenomenal wealth as well as knowledge, they came to worship and to see the baby Jesus. Yes, there was the odd donkey and cow and maybe the odd sheep. But the thing about it is, here was God as man, Emmanuel, Jesus. Jesus made all the difference. He has made all the difference throughout the centuries and continues today. If this Christmas time, you take nothing else from what I'm sharing this morning, grab a hold of this with both hands. God cares about you. And Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can lift our heads up. We, we can look at life in full and certain knowledge that God cares about us. So the title is The Royal Road. This is, this is a, a road through history that goes right the way back from Adam. In fact, before that, into eternity. Because this royal road goes from eternity right the way through to eternity. Fascinating when you start to unpack and, and read the accounts. So there is a road that is called the road behind. This vast history recorded prior to the birth of Jesus, the Messiah was prophesied to come. See, this is part of when we see the birth of Jesus, this dichotomy of great joy and sorrow, even anger by some people because they just, not, just would not accept that Jesus was the promised Messiah. It's the same in life today, isn't it? Somehow you can say to somebody, look, it will happen, it will come to pass. For some people, they've got to have a brown envelope with 500 quid physically in the hands before they believe God will, be, God will provide for them. For other people, they've got to say, right, well, before I believe God will provide for me, I've got to know that my job situation has been secured. I've got a gold-stamped contract for the next five years before I know God it certainly is looking after me. Life's not like that. And I think so often there can be um, within ourselves 
an expectation put in place of how we want our lives to be lived to be successful rather than believing that if our life is in God's hands he will do what needs to be done picture yourself as Joseph and Mary arriving in Bethlehem nobody wanted them there was no room. They, they ended up in, in this stable. And this is part of uh, when you think the, this, this prophesied Messiah coming, and yet when he actually came, he wasn't accepted. That's so sad. But God has had his purpose to work out here. We can see there's a genealogy that goes from Abraham, even back to uh, Adam, and through the line of David, up to the point of Jesus. This is fascinating when you go, the the significance, we can't go unpack this this morning, but when you realise that in Bethlehem, the the very field where where David used to look uh, after his, his sheep when uh, when he when he came, when he was born a thousand years before this was the very same field that Ruth uh, and Boaz met and all of these things can all click together and you say well, well it's fast it is when you look at it because when God plans things he plans things really good you know sometimes I, I like to think I've got a good nose for direction if you ever get to the A57 linking with the A1, sat, my sat-nav used to go bananas on that. So I, I'd be wanting to go to Sheffield, and it wanted to take me south, bizarrely enough, and I knew that I had to go north in order to go west. But the thing about it is, we can look at life so often and be overconfident, can I say, with the way we think, the direction we think we should be taking, instead of asking God and saying, God, what is the way? And that must have been like that for Joseph and Mary. Look, the easiest thing for them to have done would have been to do something easy, maybe, and, and listen to all that was going on and, and pre-plan and program and all the stuff like that. But no, they, they turned up in Bethlehem with, with no welcome. Yet God was in it. How do you feel this morning in life? Is life going really well for you? All the boxes being ticked week by week, or have you got some boxes that haven't been ticked yet? Even some maybe have a cross in them because you're thinking, man alive, this just isn't cooking the wicket for me. I'm not getting everything that, that, that I want in life. Well, when you look at it, the road before Jesus, the history leading up to Jesus seemed amazing. The prophecies, prophecies were in place, the timing seemed to be in place, and everything like that. But then we came to the point of his birth, and it was below what we would term normal. It was harsh, not in a good place, smell of animals, and goodness knows what else goes on in stables. And yet Jesus, God as man, came to dwell amongst us. And it started in a smelly stable. The road ahead after that 
We can see there that the the um, the prophetic word centered on Bethlehem being of great significance. Uh, Psalm 89 verse 4 we read, I will establish, and this was a, a promise of, of God to, to David, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. The Lord swore an oath to David too, saying, a firm oath he will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. The king of kings was being born. And yet those who should have come and give the plaudits and worship were not there. In fact, we read in Matthew 2, verse 1 to 7. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east uh, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star where it rose and have come to worship him. Then King Herod heard this. He was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. These were the unbelieving lot that could not believe that the Messiah had come. When he had called together all the people, people's chief priests and teachers of the law he asked them where the messiah was to be born in bethlehem in judea they replied for this is what the prophet has written but you bethlehem in the land of judah are by no means least amongst the rulers of judah for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people israel this is a significant time of the birth of jesus Have you ever thought or mused on that very fact of the birth of Jesus? Without the birth, he wouldn't have lived amongst us. Without the birth, we wouldn't have the opportunity for a saviour born to die to pay the price for our sin. So let's briefly just have an overview, shall we? Notice some points down here, which I found of interest as I read through this passage. Let's have an overview of the significance of what took place. Firstly, Jesus is born in history. We read there, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree and a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now then, historians tell us that this census was not at the time that would normally a census would take place. This was a unique census that took place, but it wasn't in man's timing, it was in God's timing. I never knew that until I started researching this, that in in the Roman times and where things were going, they they would have these times just to uh, find who was living where to keep tags on people, yes, but to make sure they could tax people efficiently and appropriately. But but this one, and that's why it says there, this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. It it was one that was, was just brought into place. Again, it's proof that Jesus is not a myth. Jesus is not a legend. He's he's actually real amongst us. He lived amongst us. It's both historical and verifiable. Now, it's interesting when you start to look into this, at the history. Uh, some of these names I've never even heard of. But, but these are historians and scholars who actually documented the birth of Jesus. Josephus, Pliny, Tacitus, Suetonius. Don't you pity them with these names? 
I mean, man alive, thank God for Mark. It's quite simple. Uh, Bara, Serapion, Thallus, Lucian, Josephus, and Talmud. These were all incredible historians at the time who documented the physical birth of Jesus taking place. Jesus is a person of history. We need that to sink in sometimes. Jesus is a fact, no mythical, no legend, no knight in shining armor that never existed but was made up. Jesus Christ is real. He was born as man amongst us. Then we can see that the census referred to records historically those who were present at the time. And these scholars that I've just mentioned before document that Mary and Joseph were present in Bethlehem. Sometimes we need these things just to sink in, that we're not just reading something out of Scripture. There's documented history that goes with this. But out of that, of course, heresies such as docetism. Have you heard of that before, docetism? Bit of English, bit of history today, isn't it? Well, these were heresies, uh, just like modern-day Christian science, that stripped Jesus of the fact that he was the Son of God and just treat him as a good human being. Nothing could be further from the truth. He is the Son of God, with all the blessings that came with that. So this road brought us up to Bethlehem. We're now in Bethlehem, and that's moving us on. It, it, was, the, it was the birthplace of David, one of the greatest kings that Israel ever had. It was a shepherd boy initially, caring for sheep, and he became the king. And there, a thousand years earlier, before Jesus' birth, God promised to David this, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. The king of kings was going to be born in the birthplace of David. That's awesome. I mean, I don't know if they had a blue plaque up on a stable somewhere but at the time. But the reality of this is that when we realize that there's no myth, there's no legend, the reality of Jesus Christ physically as man walking on this earth on which we live is mind-blowing. Then you see, when I start reading stuff like this, I, I can go a bit overboard maybe, some people may say. But I start thinking, wow, what must that have been like? Because Jesus was born and then he started to grow up and, and then we know that he was talented. The, the actual word translation isn't just a carpenter. We read that Jesus was multi-talented in, in, in many crafts at the time. Can you imagine going home on a Sunday and turning on Antiques Roadshow or whatever and somebody appearing on there with his battered piece of wood as a table and saying, Jesus made this. Blank looks on there. But Jesus made things. Probably in his day, door frames and, and all sorts of stuff like that. I bet whatever Jesus made was really greatly blessed and touched lives. And that's incredible. Jesus' birth was attended by hardship. He went there and it was a rough place. But he was there with the family God had called him to be with. Jesus was born in humble circumstances, we can read in verse 7. 
But nothing, nothing, nothing could hold down the Son of God from the life that he had come to live. And at this Christmas time, with all the festivities and enjoyment, please God that we're going to have, I pray that you have the best Christmas you've ever had in your life. That this is going to be the most fun. That Lysander's going to play football later and score goals and and Esme's going to have a great time and all the rest of us too. This is a Christmas where we engage afresh with Jesus Christ. Jesus, the reason for the season. Jesus, the royal road that we talk about. Prophesied before his birth. The actual birth lived out beyond his birth. And for us, lived out into eternity. It's encouraging for me. I don't know about for you. That when I, I, I read the, the history and look into the history of the birth of Jesus, I realize that if, if Jesus, Emmanuel, God's only son, can come onto this earth and see life on this earth, not as easy as ideally we would like it to be, all the more it's an encouragement for us to press on. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I thank God I'm alive. Then I ask the Holy Spirit to come and take on my day. Because of Jesus, we can live our lives like that. Just amazing when you start to get in and, and, and to see what God is doing there. It's interesting that Bethlehem, is the translation of Bethlehem is, is the, the town of bread. I don't know if you knew that. And yet Jesus was known as the bread of life. All of these things all, all link in and, and we, we see these things come to pass. And for us, the message is this. Jesus came to this earth with a purpose. The arrival of Jesus, yes, was foretold. It was prophesied. The ancient uh, day is recorded in Holy Scripture. It's also recorded by historians. The arrival of Jesus brought a clear dividing opinion and action as seen and illustrated by Herod. There were those who wouldn't believe. There were those who did believe. The believers that Jesus brought close to him saw their lives changed forever. And finally, the significance of the birth and life of Jesus can never be overlooked, undervalued, or hidden. Jesus makes the difference. My prayer is that this Christmas time, you will experience a Christmas of all Christmases. You'll enjoy the pleasure and the fun, festivities, the parties. Please, God, let there be loads of that. But in amongst it all, let's not forget to give thanks to God for sending his one and only son, Jesus, to make the difference to our life. We're going to put a prayer up on the screen. And this prayer is a, an opportunity to come into that relationship with Jesus. And the great thing about, about this prayer is that we can say all together. And as we say it all together, then we're just going to close our eyes 
And I'm going to ask if anybody has shared that prayer with me this morning, just, just lift a hand and then uh, we can have a chat with you after. Help you on in your journey with Jesus. So if we can have it on the screen, it's brilliant. Let's, let's share this together, shall we? Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I have lived my life without you and have messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and ask for you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, let's just close our eyes, shall we? That's all from us today. Thanks for listening. We pray you have a great day.